Hi friends, it's your host Anna. Welcome to this week's episode on Undereducated. If you're joining in today and haven't already, go back and catch part one of Lauren's incredible birth story. Part two starts right where we left off where she's talking about her doula and we get all into the details of her beautiful birth. I'm really not going to give it any more introduction than that. She tells it beautifully herself. So tune in and let's be a little more educated together. bouncing all over I would highly recommend a doula to any first-time couple like heck even beyond first-time couple but just having that extra set of hands like when I needed counter pressure I needed it then and now and I needed a fresh person Mm -hmm. and cycling through Michael and Beth was like changed it changed like life-changing for you to have like the new strength but also for Michael yes like it's exhausting yes Having been, like, the person applying counter pressure and, like, yes. having experienced it myself as a pregnant mom, like, it takes all your energy to, like, squeeze and yes. push and help them in whatever way you can and to, like, know you have someone that can also do it yes. well is just, it'll be way easier to throw in the towel and say, like, yeah, you take a turn. Yes. When, like, if you are in a, wherever you choose to birth and, like, the person who's offering next, you're not sure if they can do it well enough. Like you as the right. partner might be like, no, like I need to do this for my wife because I'm going to do it right, you know? But knowing that you can like trust that second set of hands, incredible yes. in the moment. <laughs> yes. And having like when Beth was hands-on for me, Michael was really making sure that the environment was what, I, what we had talked about. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. So it was beautiful just having a second pair of eyes. Yes. Um, okay, let's get into the birth. Yay. My Yay. Part. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would do this day every day for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. My bum would be so sore, but <laughs> <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> yes. Okay, so August was due November 18th. That was his due date. Okay. As, have you had a chat about due dates? I mean, I actually probably haven't talked about it on here. Give or take a couple weeks. Yes. <laughs> Put it that way. Yes. <laughs> so um, I was sure he was going to be late. I okay. was like, we have a week. Yeah. We may even have two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was pretty sure on that. So on Saturday – Due date was Wednesday on Saturday, actually Friday night. Post Wednesday or pre Wednesday? Post. Okay. So, so on you're like forty t- into technically. Yes, 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 <laughs> okay. yes. So on the twentieth, November twentieth. Okay. Went to acupuncture that That's day. Oh my gosh. Is it my birthday? No, it's the twenty first. Oh, I was like, oh. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> twins. Literally twins. All of these things. Anyway. Um, okay. So the 20th. You go to acupuncture. So the 20th. I go to acupuncture and Mallory um, is like, we're just going to support your system. I'm not going to get any everything going. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I had lost a part of my mucus plug that morning. Okay. So kind of a sign that like maybe things are happening. Yes. Again, first time I'm like... Yeah taking a picture sending it to adrian like is what this is my this? mucus plug and she's like yes it could be days it could be weeks like yeah not a sure sign but could be yes so went to acupuncture got in my little zen state came home was so emotional okay. my body looking back my body was like rest now girlfriend rest eat dinner and rest and I remember it being even hard to, like, think clearly. Mm. I went for a drive in the car, and the sky was clear. I went up um, a little bit higher in Salt Lake. Where up like, in the cove? Yes. Kind of? Okay. Yeah. Like the houses by the mountains? Yes. <laughs> I wanted to make it so that people out of state could understand. I just went yeah. a little higher into the mountains. <laughs> yeah. And um, the sky was clear, and I remember looking at the moon and the stars and feeling, like, supported and mm. grounded and like I could go to sleep yeah. so then I went home and fell asleep and throughout the night I had what I was calling period cramps I got out my heating pad put it on my back put it on my tummy like I have since I was a teenager yeah, since you were 14 yes asked Michael to like just press it on my back so that it could stay there mm-hmm. like little did I know we were doing counter pressure and you're like early labor yes mm. Um, slept through a lot of the night. Our little dog, we have a Boston Terrier. Her name is Belle. She was cuddling on me so hard, would not leave my side. They know. Yes. Literally. Yes. I woke up. Belle is like on top of me, cuddling me so close. Michael took pictures because it was the sweetest thing. I'm like drooling because I'm like, zonked out for a second woke up had a great breakfast was still like having cramps they might have been every 10 minutes apart at this point but they were light and I was like these are period cramps this is not labor little did you know little did I know (laughs) thinking we still had days yeah maybe a week right went for a walk I went for a mile walk called my mom I had three contractions on that walk that I just thought were cramps. Yeah, you're like, oh. My mom was like, Lauren, you need to get home. Things are speeding up a little bit. You've had three contractions in the past 20 minutes. And I was like, they're just cramps, mom. She was like, no, like, they were contractions. Are- yes, yeah. you need to go home. <laughs> and um, got home, had an applesauce. Love it. <laughs> and literally finished the applesauce and... 9.30, 9.40, I had a huge contraction. I had to brace myself against against the kitchen island. I was shaking mm. because I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I think that was a contraction, but I don't know. I'm home alone because I told Michael to go do what he needed to do. Yeah, you're like, I'm just hanging. Yes, and what um, I have been told is when contractions start, try to make them go away. Try to, yes. try to get comfortable. Try to see if they're real. Yes. Lay down. Yes. Lay low. Yes. And I was not going to be that girl that went to the birth center. Mom, woman, sorry. (laughs) 
lady (laughs) that went to the birth center and got sent home. Like, that was my worst nightmare. Yes. Um, Mind you, it's a five-minute drive down the street. Like, it's not a big deal. (laughs) Like, you would have been okay. I would have been okay. And better that you come and, like, things be okay and you go home than, like, you come and something's wrong or, you know what I mean? Yes. If you're worried, just go. Yes. But. <laughs> For some reason, I was like, I'm not getting in the car, doing contractions in the car to just have to come back home. To keep doing this. Yes. Yeah. Like. I did it. Yes. So um, I tried to make them go away. So I set up the tub, set up the heating pack. Mm-hmm. Bell, our little dog, followed me the whole time, was right next to the tub. I was um, – flipping over on my knees, flipping over on my back, just trying to get submerged fully in the water. Um, and after one or two by myself, I said, I, I think things are getting started. Mm-hmm. So I called Michael and I was like, I do not know what is going on. <laughs> I need you to come home though to like help. I couldn't even time them, Anna. Oh my I gosh. couldn't even get enough wherewithal to like start the timer. Um, so he came home and he was like, whoa, that happened so fast. fast, so fast. I want to get to his little notes, which is like kind of amazing. Yes. Truthfully, as a first time mom for you to have like gone from cramping contractions to like, wow, I need help. Yes. Like obviously everyone's pain tolerance is different, but... I would assume that you were closer to, like, active labor by the time you were calling Michael. Yes. Which is, like, five or six centimeters dilated. Yes. Which is, like, intense contractions. Yes. And that's, like, every two minutes, really hard work. Your uterus is working really hard. Yes. And so, like, for you to have gone from, like, I don't know, cramping to that pretty quickly, that's that's unique. Thank you. I feel like most first-time moms, it's, like, 48 hours, you know, just, like, that's normal. And that's what I was expe- That's probably what you were anticipating. That's what I was anticipating. Yeah. That's why I was like, I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. That happened real fast. Yeah. And I was I was getting ready to hunker down for a 48-hour. Yes. For a 48-hour thing. Yes. Um, like, that's what it was in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, Michael got home. I was in the bathtub. And I was already making those low, guttural mm-hmm. sounds. Yeah. Um. And tip, practice them before you go into labor. I know it sounds ridiculous. Find a sound that feels grounding to you. Yes. Like, people listening. I practiced in my house. It sounds nuts. But, like, for real. (laughs) I'm telling you, when you you think that you'll just be able to whip something out in labor... (laughs) Like, it'll be way better if yes. you just will have practiced it. It could be an ooh, an ah, e. Do it in the Anything. shower when nobody's listening to yes. you. Yes. <laughs> You're singing in the shower. Yes. Like, um, okay, so I'm already making those noises. And I remember, and I was in labor land, and I didn't even know it. I was staring at the grout line, like, like just focusing on the grout line because that was something stable that I could count on that like wouldn't move and yes. it helped me focus and help me breathe. Okay, so Michael started doing double hip squeezes mm-hmm. and supporting me as I paced back and back, back and forth on the hall. 
and he suggested that we call Adrienne or Beth, midwife or doula. And I remember telling him not to, because I said, I don't know how far along we are. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm far enough. <laughs> he was like, pretty sure this is it. Like, <laughs> like, he's like, sis, this is the real deal. <laughs> like, you're doing it. Yes. Which I'm also like, call your doula from the second you yes. have a contraction. Yes. Like, let them be there yes. to support you. Yes. I don't know why I was like, well, that happens though. Yes. Like you get in the moment and you're just like, you can't really think straight. You're yes. like, what is happening? Like, I'm just doing this. Yes. Yeah. I'm so grateful that Michael had done all the training that I had done because he That's was like, you. uh-uh, we're calling. Like, I know this is signpost. Yes. <laughs> <To> you. <laughs> yes. Michael was trying to time them. Okay, wait, I want to see my notes. Okay, he called. Okay, so I went to, for the walk at nine yes got home at 9 30 9 40 the contractions were on their own i called michael around 10 30 11 okay. he got home at 11 11 10 we were just us for a little bit he was watching me timing them mm-hmm. and he called beth at 12 20 and put me on speakerphone during the contraction and um and she's like beth Girl, was like get in the car yes <laughs> beth was like this is happening. I'm coming over. Amazing. She actually was she was very um, relaxed on the phone with Michael. I'm going to come over just to see how things are. Mm. Um, so she gets there at 12.45, 1 o'clock, 12.45. Okay. And I said, as soon as she walks in the door, she's like, whoa, we're in labor land. Like, mm-hmm. this is happening, mm-hmm. and it's happening fast. So, um, when Michael had called Beth, contractions were every four to five minutes apart, lasting okay. 30 seconds to a minute. Like, yeah. okay. He he had a hard time keeping track of them because they seemed like they were one on top of the other. Mm-hmm. So, Beth got to our house and um, we called Adrian pretty quickly after that and she asked us to come in at 2.30 because they had a morning birth that day. Okay. And at 1.30, I remember something clicked, and I was like, I'm not going to make it to 2.30. We need to go now. <laughs> Amazing. I threw up right before I got in the car. And um, a little pro tip, Beth put paper towels in a plastic bag, oh. and it was like a portable pu- puke bag. That's amazing. And she rubbed my hair as I was doing it and reminded me that um, – this was good that I was doing this. It's a good thing. Yes. Yeah. It means that labor is progressing. Mm-hmm. And um, I was so grateful that I had those words. Like, that's what I needed to hear then. Mm-hmm. Um, so another reason why to get a doula. Like, they have practice at this. And they know when to say the things. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I was feeling the contractions in my lower back, in my hips, and under my abdomen and the only thing that relieved anything was double hip compression double hip squeeze mm-hmm. um the moment that michael or beth did it i was i i could man i could breathe through yes. them a little bit yes. if they weren't compressing my hips it was really hard to catch my breath mm-hmm. it was really hard to remember to relax into kind of you almost have to give into the contraction a little bit and relax into the contraction. Yes. Because it seems so like counterintuitive, but like 
that's exactly it. Like yes. relaxing into the force that's like helping move your baby. Yes. As the tighter the rest of your body comes around that contraction, the more it's going to inhibit your baby moving. Yes. But it's such like a double-edged sword because you're like, wait, how am I supposed to like relax but let it contract at the same time? Yes. Like- <laughs> and it took me it took me probably an hour or two to figure that to out. figure that out. Yeah. Like, um, you really can't practice that. You can mentally like be there, yes. but in the moment, like your uterus isn't contracting when you're practicing, you know? Yes. So it's hard. Yes. Oh, so we got in the car and I didn't have a contraction in the car. My body was like, she does not want a contraction in the car and we are going to give that to her. So oh, he's just being kind. Yes. Yes, he was. He was like, it's like, mama, take a break. I got this mom. <laughs> So we got to the birth center and um, stepped out of the car and I'm a very like sense person like I'm taking in things a lot of the time and then I feel like when you're in labor it's heightened. Mm -hmm. I remember looking at the sky before we walked into the center and it was blue with those wispy clouds and it was like a crisp fall day Mm -hmm. and I remember pausing before we walked into the center because I wanted to remember that. We had been through a lot to get to this point, and I wanted to really cherish that moment. So I did. And I think I even said, wait, wait, I need a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, when you're on your way to the hospital, look at the sky, look at the moon, look, look at the sun and the colors um, because you won't forget it. So we got in, and let me do my notes. Oh, we had a birthday cake. Oh, really? Wait, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I got a birthday cake on August due date. Okay, so just like a couple days before. Yes, so it had chills in the fridge. And (laughs) before we left for the birth center, I was like, don't forget the cake. (laughs) Michael's like, really? We need the cake? You're like, yes, we need the cake. (laughs) Because I had been thinking about that cake. I'm like, I'm going to have this baby and then have a piece of cake. I'm going to eat a piece of cake. A fat piece of cake. Yes. As you deserve. (laughs) Yes. Give me a big piece of cake. So um, I was like, don't forget the cake. (laughs) So we got the cake. Okay. We get to the birth center. Okay. And when we got to the birth center at 2 o'clock, contractions were 2 to 3 minutes apart. They were lasting 30 to 60 seconds. Okay. They felt as though they were almost on top of each other. And when I walked into our birthing suite, there was a midwife that I had not met before, and I was very scared Mm -hmm. because this was such a vulnerable space, and I have not ever met her in my life. Mm -hmm. Now I love her with all of my heart Mm -hmm. Um, but it took me a moment to okay I don't know this person she introduced herself right away very kind and um, a warm heart and this smile that just saw where you were at and met you there and her name is Misty and um, I'm so grateful that she really took care to introduce herself at the right time Mm -hmm. because um, you're in this primal state where you you really are trying to you're trying to be very internal and manage yourself as best you can but then you're also almost trying to manage the space around you to like almost like an animal Mm -hmm. make sure that it's a safe 
space for you to make the noises that you need to make and move and mm-hmm. yell make really high-pitched sounds if you need to and yes. you're kind of scanning the environment yes so um if that and like to that point your body sometimes like i'll call it like a labor stall yes but like your body will shut down yes if it does not feel safe yes. and like sometimes in a hospital setting like that's seen as like a point of need for intervention but in reality it's just a natural response of you having like fear or anxiety yes. around your birthing space yes and like being able to recognize that and like alleviate it you know will speed up the labor process and like allow you to birth essentially but yes i don't know so we didn't get to use the shawl that i mentioned like the meditating mm-hmm, at home that mm-hmm. michael and i did together but we did bring it in case we needed to use it but things were happening i transitioned pretty smoothly Amazing. I went immediately into the shower with the water on my back on the birth ball and um, just those low sounds mm-hmm. over and over and rocking back and forth and um, the lights were low and you hear about it and you read about it how the, the word primal that I just said, you really tap into this primal space and you don't know how you're going to react until you're there and we had um we had our gopro and so looking back at footage um it was incredibly beautiful and startling at the same time i was like oh my gosh that is me and i did things that i didn't even know my body could do mm-hmm. like I moved so intuitively and rocked and there was a rhythm um there there was a rhythm like whether it was on the birth ball or on so from the birth ball and the shower we moved to the bed and then into the tub and then I got out of the tub when I didn't want to be there and I walked around a little bit and I was on the birthing stool um and I became so comfortable in this space and I felt supported by the woman around me. Mm-hmm. And Claire from Wasatch Midwifery was also there. And um, she's just a, a dear friend of mine. And I remember feeling the, like the people that were there, Misty included, because I had become familiar with her at that point. Like I couldn't have been in better care. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also like the heart of midwifery too, I think, what they really try to provide. And I, I said the following words and Beth wrote them down because she was like oh my gosh I had to write them down I said I'm so glad we're here meaning the birth center because I didn't want to leave the house remember Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. the dark feels so good we're doing this I'm so proud of us thank you Michael I'm so proud of us like I said that so many times um uh, I remember saying this one, okay, team, here we go. Okay, team. Like, <laughs> like getting them ready for the yes, next contraction. Yes, you're like, we got this. Because it's, it's, it's a group effort. Yes, it's it really, really a group is. effort. And there was even, oh my gosh, this mom that had just given birth a few hours before me in the room next door, and Adrienne had told me that. And there was this sense of like, um, she is with me doing this. Like, I'm not alone. Like, she just did this in this space, and I'm doing this, and I've never even met this woman, but, like, I felt her strength through yeah. the door. Yeah. <sighs> That's beautiful. 
We're getting a little woo-woo. Sorry, I everyone. <laughs> no, this is like, this is what I love, though. Oh and I gosh. love that, like, there are people out there that agree. Because <laughs> sometimes I feel alone in that, and I'm like, I'm such a nerd. Like, why do I think this is yes. so cool? And, like, why do I live for conversations like this? Yes. And then I'm like, no, like, women out there do. And yes. when they, like, tap into this, like, every woman, when they tap into this, is like, wow, that's in me, too. And, yes. like, it's such an amazing thing to just unlock and listen to and like yes I don't know. we are so we as women are so much more similar than we are different mm. and I feel like our culture today um and it might have been in the time we were raised it has I don't want to say turned us against each other but it has made us compete mm-hmm. and who has the nicer hair and who has the nicer this and who dresses this way and who yada yada all the things and that's not how our ancestors did things like we gathered as tribes and communities and supported each other and brought each other things when somebody had a baby and we were midwives for each other and we were doulas for each other and we were sisters before we were anything else and that's what this I mean it's kind of the nomic free model. Yes. Truthfully, yeah. Yes. That's what this birthing process reminds us of. Mm-hmm. Like oh I have that strength within me too. And mm-hmm. she just reminded me of it. Yeah. So you're just I know. <laughs> Feeling all the feels. Feeling all the feels. Uh, love you, Anna. So you're just moving through okay, your so birth. Moving you're just through. you're making it happen. Yes. And okay, I got a cervical check at three. Okay. What do you think I was at? I say you were, if you're not already in transition, you're like very close to transition or complete. I would say you're either on one or the other sides of it, like an eight or a 10. <laughs> that would be my guess. <laughs> so Adrienne goes, you're 10 centimeters. She Amazing. goes, no, no, you're nine and a half. You're uh, basically You have 10. an anterior lip. <laughs> Literally. I I, that's like, depending on how the baby is. That's usually like the last piece of cervix that like is there when you're like a nine and a half. It's just like the little front piece that just like okay. It just depends how the baby is sitting, but that would be my guess. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't check you. So you're a nine and a half. Okay, so I'm a nine and a half. Which um, were you like? Yes. Were you discouraged? Like sometimes when you go through transition, it's like doubt, and you're like, I can't do it anymore. I'm exhausted. Like. Oh, am I only a nine and a half? Or were yes. you like, okay, we're almost there. Like, I'm okay. I could not believe it. Because, Anna, mind you, in the back of my head, I'm still like, this is going to be a 48-hour thing. Yeah. Yeah. Could not believe it. I had a bulging bag of waters. Okay. And then, so I got checked at three. And then from three to four, everything is kind of a blur. Um, I remember moving around. Um in the tub floating not floating but like moving my hips in a circular motion I remember um Adrian showing me the mirror because I was starting to crown just a little bit okay I remember going back to the bed going to the birthing stool I remember this is a little graphic I remember my butt hurting so bad um that was intense mm-hmm. 
and like peace sign <laughs> to yes. any birth worker. They're like, oh, great, baby's coming. Like, yes. This is great. <laughs> um, I remember being told it could happen, mm-hmm. not thinking it would happen to me. Mm-hmm. And it did. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is intense. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's exactly what Misty said. Because <laughs> Michael was like looking around like for some sort of like, this is like, normal. Uh... <laughs> and Misty saw him, thankfully, and was like, this is normal. It's just how the baby's positioned. Yeah. yeah. She's like, it's okay, Dad. Don't yes. worry. <laughs> um, and there was moments. Where, so towards the end, your contractions start slowing down just mm-hmm. a little. Mm-hmm. Spacing out a little. Yes. Mm-hmm. So on the birthing stool, um, Okay, and let me just slow down for a second. So the moving in the water and the contractions and the breathing, and you're just trying, I was just trying to get comfortable just for a second Mm -hmm. between the contractions to collect myself to do the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, you have to keep your brain calm and you have to have people around you and yourself reminding you that you can do the next one and you're going to get a moment of rest and relax during that rest if you can Mm -hmm. close your eyes let the people around you rub your head with a cool towel um sway move to make room in your pelvis if you can Mm -hmm. um and you really can't be afraid of being yourself. You can't be afraid of being, yeah, in that moment. Because I, um, if someone did something that didn't feel good, I let them know. Mm-hmm. I asked for people to hold me in this way. Um, people were giving me drinks. I was drinking as I felt I needed to drink. But again, you're in such a primal state that um that's why it's a blur that's why I'm like I was here and I was there and I moved around and there are bits and pieces that I remember and one piece that I really remember is being on the birthing stool and Michael holding me and I think it's difficult for the partner because especially with a first-time baby they don't know how this looks Mm -hmm. Michael's also the youngest He's never heard about this before. Yeah. He's heard about it once before with our sister-in-law and his brother. But um, it's different than when you're there. Yes. Yes. So he's like also grateful that we are surrounded by these wise women that know how this goes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and later on he said that um, that really reassured him. Like the looks on their faces were loving and kind and She's got this. We're just here. We got to wait it out. This is what we do. This is natural and normal, and she's doing a great job. And words of your, the words that were spoken during this time, you are so strong. You are doing this. Um, you're moving so intuitively. Um, that's exactly how you make that noise, like things like that. So there, there's two points. I'm kind of bebopping all over the place. Um, they checked August's heart rate. Okay. 
and I was leaning over on the bed so I'm on all fours and Michael is holding like my upper body I'm kind of like draped over him mm-hmm. and they check his heart August's heart rate and it is I'm not a nurse I don't know heart rates mm-hmm. but I heard his heart rate his heartbeat his heart tone and it just triggered when you are there in labor and meanwhile the whole time in my mind I'm telling myself that August and I are working together like this is not just me he is working so hard to make this happen like we are this system that's dancing a dance together so they I heard his heart tones and I just broke down in tears I was like he is doing so strong and it reminded me that I could keep going because I was in the trend it was in transition at that point and there's a little bit of you that's like how much longer am I going to do this for and then I heard his heart tones and I was like he is working so hard and I will not stop we have a picture of that moment yeah if I can find it yeah send it to me we can post it it. it's one of my proudest pictures ah so um and then another moment I remember is I'm backwards on the birthing stool and Michael is holding me and I'm laying into him and he's brushing the hair out of my face and he's whispering just things that only a couple knows yeah and um you just you I will never forget that like nothing can ever take that away from me Mm -hmm. um That was special. <laughs> so special. And, um, okay, I'm trying to think what else. Okay, so back to the rhythm and the swaying in the water. There is literally this moment that I can tap into where, and I know this, again, little woo-woo, but August was seriously, this is how I worded it when I wrote my birth story. Mm-hmm. I said, you, you were... I want to get the words right that I wrote. You are conducting a rhythm that my body is moving moving to because as mom, I I wasn't intentionally moving in that way. Like I didn't have a choice. I was going to move that way. Yes. So, um and what a beautiful like way to think of it. Thank Just you. That verbiage like I'm like it literally is that. Yes. It is that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. There's this, um, so as I'm saying all these words, and there is a part of me that um, I feel so vulnerable sharing these words because like you mentioned a little while ago, like we don't normally have conversations like this. And um, I'm very much a thinker and uh, how do I I say things the best so that I can actually communicate what I mean. Mm -hmm. So that's, I thought about that for like a while like what are the best words to communicate that mm-hmm. the rhythm and the and that's what I came up with yeah thank you for perfect like accepting I'm like this is perfect like the being in my head was just like Boop, that's it like thanks Anna you said it perfectly I'm just genuinely appreciating your genius <laughs> thanks for holding space for my my raw self no, of course. thank you that's what I'm here for <sighs> So, okay, everyone, we're still going on. Um, Michael and I had a joke. 
And so we used to do Ironman races. And in Hawaii, there's this last stretch of running race for the marathon. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew I was getting close. And I was like, we're turning right onto off of the Queen K, which is a part of the r race route. And he laughed because nobody else in the room knew what that was about. Is. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but something in me knew, like, we are near the end. Mm -hmm. Even though I w really wasn't sure, my yeah. body was like, no. You're almost there. You're almost there. I did say at one point, and it's in my birthing notes from the birth center, um, if I have to do, I was like bartering a little. If I have to do this for five more hours, I was very specific. <laughs> I don't know if oh I don't know if I can do this for five more hours. Because <laughs> you're like five more hours, bro. Like it yes, cannot. <laughs> yes. So they wrote that in my notes, I which it. I thought was so interesting. Because <laughs> um, I remember looking at Adrian in the eyes and being like, "Just so you know, <laughs> you're like I can't do this for five more. So get the baby out, please." <laughs> I was so tired. Yeah, even it's exhausting. Yes. I mean, like we're laughing and joking, but like exhausting in yes every form of the word yes like physically emotionally mentally like you are drained yes and to be at the end like you know it within you that you're there but like you're also like do I have anything left yes. to finish this if I'm not yes like, I don't know was Ralph or Lou born at night they both were oh my gosh Lou was 1228 and Lou was or and Ralph was 134 in the morning Anna Oh my gosh. In the middle of the night, it's where I was like, oh my gosh. No. You, those mamas that do labor in the middle of the night, like after you're awake the whole day, yes. I don't know how you do it. Like, Luz was literally 4 a.m. and he was born. Obviously, like, I didn't go to the hospital until 8 p.m. that night, but like, attractions started at 4 a.m. and he came at, you know, right after midnight. But I was. The whole day. Like I had almost been up 24 hours yes. laboring because yes. I had been awake since 4 a.m. Yes. Know? And with Ralph, luckily, my labor was only like five or six hours. It was so quick. But even then, like having the baby and then being up yes. for the next like 48 hours pretty much, yes. you know, just trying to figure out those first couple days. But exhausting. Middle yes. of the night labors. Oh. That's, <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to be up all night? Because mm -hmm. I don't think I can. Because yeah. I'm literally wanting to fall asleep during the contractions right now. Because every single contraction takes all of the energy that you have in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then in between the contractions, you're trying to summon up anything, anything. you have left. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So all of you mamas that give birth in the middle of the night like Anna... I am thinking of you. Brutal. <laughs> Honestly. Like, someone give her a Red Bull, please. But for real. <laughs> I wonder if they do that. Just a little. I know, just a little shot. Just a little coffee. <laughs> Probably messes maybe, everything up. Maybe, I know. <laughs> so, um, okay, so from 4.15 to 5.25. And as a first-time mom, I needed a little help pushing. Like, which is so normal. the exact thing yes. to do. Yes. The mechanism of like this muscle does this thing. Like it's hard to connect it first. Yes. And that's very normal. Yes. Adrian was like, she said, do you want me to show you where to push? And I said, yes. Because mm -hmm. 
for uh, for maybe for 10 minutes she said every time you get a contraction try to bear down just a little mm-hmm. and I was trying and I was almost getting it but not quite mm-hmm. she said do you want can I show you yeah so she touched where I needed to press and then she said and you can leave your hand down there to feel what you're doing yeah so that was really helpful to me mm-hmm. um and I was a little bit hesitant because I didn't want to interfere with how I was opening totally. or um but then I got comfortable I think because I had Adrian's support and she said that's exactly right mm-hmm. um she was she had a careful eye on me and she told me that I was doing it right and so yeah. I kept doing it yeah so yeah from 4:15 to 5:25 I I was again I was tired and I was really taking my time with the pushing so I started with little pushes, like, uh, little, little grunts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I moved out of the water and onto the bed. And um, again, it was, I was so comfortable and I felt so safe that um, I just let my body take over and I didn't really realize I was pushing as hard as I was. Mm -hmm. And I did one, I had one push that kind of crowned him a little bit more. Okay. And then I rested. And then with the next contraction, it was a really big push. And Michael caught him. Oh. Oh, my gosh. How incredible. Yes. And um, it was a terminal terminal meconium. Mm -hmm. Um. But so I was on all fours. I quickly flipped over. He was put on my chest. Michael was right there. Um, And I will never forget that, Anna. Like, you know, with your two boys. Like, it truly feels like that's, maybe you can relate. That's what I was made for, that moment. Absolutely. Yeah, it's (laughs) like that moment where you're just like, like, why have I done anything else? Yes. This is it. <laughs> like, this is my best moment. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my gosh. I just, I get the chills thinking about it. Um, and Adrian made sure he was breathing okay, and mm-hmm. he was, and we had to, what's it called, stimulation? or mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of rub him with a blanket, get him to cry. Yes. All those things to get their lungs, their alveoli to open up and really you know, start breathing once they're on the outside. Yes. It's the nurse, important. the nurse, the baby nurse that was just on here. Yeah, Haley. Haley. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, and he was wonderful and healthy. Um, my husband and I are more petite people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and August was longer than our midwife had thought, which oh, was really, really? cute. Yeah. She was like, I did not expect him to be this long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we stayed, so August was born at 5.25 p.m., 7 pounds, 1 ounce, 21 and a half inches. Oh gosh, that is a long baby. Right? That is, like, for real. Yes. <laughs> like, wow. And I am surprised. He didn't have any um, vernix on him. Okay. So he was ripe and ready. Yeah, he was freshly cooked. He yeah. was ready. He was like, I've outgrown this cocoon, Mom. Yeah, he was ready. Yes. We, um... Our golden hour was beautiful. Michael and I held him. Um, and we just, 
we're a family for those first few hours and um again the heart of the midwife adrian and misty and claire really protected that space Mm -hmm. like the baby wasn't born and then they're like cool we're done clean up Mm -hmm. like they really approach you softly and handle the baby softly and know that you are in a very vulnerable space and they talk to you kindly and they ask can we do this can we do this they're not just moving you um and that really impacted me Mm -hmm. um okay and we latched and i was terrified about nursing Mm -hmm. because not terrified but worried concerned because i had never done it before and it was something i wanted badly Mm -hmm. and we latched just fine what yes like that is not something that I take for granted Mm -hmm. because I know it's not like that for everybody yeah and um oh my gosh the the way that Misty and Adrian helped me learn how to feed my own child moments after being born like the nurturing and the approach that they took was just so kind and again that wise woman um village kind of like we have been here before and we are going to help you until you get this mm-hmm. um until you believe in yourself was which was is really so huh <laughs> i said which is so key yes yes until yes until you know you can do oh it oh my gosh yes that really is mm-hmm. yes um i had a burger amazing i got a bison burger from rawtopia Delish. Up on Foothill. <laughs> if you haven't had it before, I haven't. I, I'm gonna try it. Anna, it it's is so good. bomb. <laughs> Amazing. I'm always looking for new food. Oh, my, I again, I dreamt about that was my postpartum meal. Yeah. Right. Yes. I was saying mine a stinking turkey sandwich yes. from Jersey Mike's every yes. time. Yes. Every time. <laughs> and that is the best turkey sandwich you've ever had. Yes. Yes. Oh, I can like still taste it. Yes. Genuinely. Yes. <laughs> Eat after you have your baby. Yes. yes. Um. Because you have an extra pair of hands there, whether you're at the hospital or at the birth center or at your home when the midwives are there. Yes. Eat then because you have an extra set of hands. Yes. And make sure you eat until you're, like, good. Anna, this is a two-hour long thing. It's perfect. Every bit of it is perfect. We had the cake. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? it was chocolate and peanut butter from City Cakes. Oh, that is dreamy. That sounds so delicious. Um, and the midwives sang to us, oh. and that was special. Yes. Like they they went along with me. They were like, "Yeah, we're gonna sing." Like <laughs> they did like, it. Yes, we're gonna sing. Yes. <laughs> and um. Oh my gosh. So I wrote this birth story and I wrote it as a letter to August Mm. and I'm just that's what I've been referring to the whole time and um oh my gosh I think when so the out of birth experience the natural unmedicated birth that I had dreamed of some part of my heart wanted that needed that Mm. so we got home that night and I say that because I'm gonna say something in a second um so they pack us all up 
You have this five-hour-old baby that you're putting in your car seat and driving down the street to your house. It does, that just still blows my mind. Yes. <laughs> Adrian is like, you got this. And we're like, okay. Like, do we? <laughs> we got your number in case we need yeah, something, for real right? <laughs> and we're driving home. And uh, again, I'm still in that primal state. And I was like, Michael, I would do sick things to keep him safe. He was like, okay, let's get you home. Like, <laughs> He's like, Adrian, is she okay? <laughs> is this normal? Yes. Like, okay, we need to get some sleep. <laughs> but um, it's that mama instinct. You're like, nobody is touching this baby. Yeah. We are getting home and we are getting safe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's real. Okay. It's so real. Okay. You're not a weirdo. It's real. <laughs> um, we get home. We introduce him to Belle. And Michael's like, what do we do now? And I was like, now we go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> we try like, to sleep. Try. <laughs> so the first night is a blur. You're just still on cloud nine. Yeah. Um, but, okay, I wake up the next day and I am brushing my teeth and putting my contacts in. And Anna, for the first time in my entire life, you look at yourself every day. I looked in the mirror and I saw someone that I was so proud of, Anna. Oh my gosh. And I'm like filling up with tears. Um, so proud of. And um, that I like deeply loved. You look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> And there was this sense of admiration for myself that, like, I had never witnessed before or content, happy, joy. Um, and whatever your birth looks like, however you dream your birth of going, where, yeah, wherever you have it, however you have it, medicated or not, um, however you bring your baby earth side like that's a feeling that I wish on every mom that you are so proud of yourself that you grew this baby and brought this baby earth side and that nobody can really do that but you no matter how you do it um that's what I wish for all of you listening to feel that so deep in your heart and for it never to leave because nobody can take that away that'll resonate with anyone who hears that and it's so important to like to say that out loud because yes. you know I feel especially with birth because so much of it is in your control but out of your control yes there there just are a lot of emotions that get attached to it and for a lot of people you know they may feel like failures on the other end of it yes. when in reality it's like should be so proud of yourself yes and admire yourself and like look at what you can do yes because you are the only one that could and did do this yes you know and yes it's just it's, it's <laughs> just so it's hard to tell yourself that especially if you do have an experience that's like not what you envisioned and it's right. hard to work through and it's hard to get to that space where you can say like yes, I see all the good that came from this and, like, 
even though it wasn't how I wanted, like I'm still proud. Yes. It's hard to get there. Like yes. it's way easier to say than do. And of course, you know, I think that's also like important to say, but in the end, like if you can get to that space where you can say like, I am proud of me for doing this, yes. no matter what it looks like, like that's just going to unlock something in yourself that enables you to like become this empowered soul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, like just, you know what I mean? You just gain this perspective of yourself and like unlock this growth that you really can't find in any other aspect of your life I truly believe yes you just you hit it on the head how um these little people they walk around now and we forget that we made them and brought them Mm -hmm. to here to live through our bodies and nobody else could have done that um however they were born Mm -hmm. um Oh my gosh. Yeah, we could keep going about these little people that are now here. <laughs> we could go for hours. We <laughs> literally could. But I'm trying to think, I mean, like, what's your crowning piece of advice? Even though you've given us so much beautiful insight and, like, just the most moving story for the last two hours. Oh my but gosh. I, like, top it off, <laughs> the last Lauren. Two hours. Top it off. <laughs> um, life is. So hard and so beautiful and so joyous and so sad and we have to be able to hold space for all of it um and we are not taught to hold space for all of it and that's the i think that's that's what i want to end with that we as humans have the capacity to hold space for all of it and not just for ourselves but for others Like, I can hold it for me and for Michael, but only if I take care of myself first. Mm -hmm. And especially as a mom now, like, um, some days are really hard. Like, and going back to birth, birth was really hard. Um, But if I didn't take care of myself and ask for what I needed for during birth, during all of those really sad moments, um, I wasn't able to hold space for myself and for other people. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to talk again. (laughs) We will. We absolutely will. Oh, my gosh, yes. And if you are interested in an out-of-hospital birth, um, start typing away on Google. Ask questions. Do your research. Like, it doesn't matter where you start. You just got to start. And if your intuition has any sort of little message it's trying to communicate, hone into that message a little bit try to figure out what it's saying more clearly trust yourself trust your gut yeah thanks anna one of the most beautiful things about birth to me is that the story can be so different for everyone and yet this sense of empowerment that you gain from listening to others experiences is so real and tangible And listening to Lauren tell her story and watching her revisit these moments that are so dear to her heart really opened my eyes to what a tender and sacred thing it is for these mamas to come and share their birth stories with me. So I want to say thank you. No matter what your story looks like, if your birth was medicated or unmedicated, vaginal or C-section, hospital or birth center or at home, 
just thank you for coming to share and helping us see each other in all of our glory as women and as we step into motherhood through birth. It is such a beautiful thing. So thank you to Lauren, and I hope you guys enjoyed her story as much as I did. If you're not already, follow along on Instagram at undereducated.pod and catch us here next week for another episode.